valuable person, you're not a number, you're not a ledger entry, you could never be replaced with AI or any technology or anything else. You are uniqueness. You're unique. Your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. I see you and you see yourself. And if AI could literally see you, if it was conscious and sentient, it would be jealous of you. The purpose of this show, smell the inside of your nose, do it right now, is to give you some kind of encouragement, some recognition, some daily inspiration, maybe a chuckle, something to ease into your day or end your day and help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. And if you're a small business owner, a wage worker, or someone trying so hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you're a hero. You're the heroes and the heroines of this show's story, regardless of your political affiliations or your religious beliefs or your traditions or your tribes. You are the value in this economy and you're seen. In a world of destruction and degradation, the world should see you for the value that you are and the value that you create. If you're working a job and you're homeless or you're houseless, but you have to live in a shelter or a car, even though you're working, this podcast is dedicated to you. Your resilience is recognized and you're not alone here. Different people do different things when they wake up. I smell the inside of my nose and I hold on to the bed and I make sure I'm really here because it's so hard to believe it. And then I exhale and I step outside. And I make sure the stars are still where they usually are, and they usually are. It's a moment of quiet wonderment every morning. And I suppose one might say that it's because I'm an empiricist. Things are just what they are. That is a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. How's it going, everybody? It's Friday. It's Friday, and I'm going to do a podcast anyway, even though nobody opens up podcasts on Fridays. I can always redo it again later, you know, put it back out there again later at some other time. Anyway, look, I just wanted to do this one. I've been wanting to do it for a long time. And now that Flash Fiction February is over and it's March and we're just back into doing normal stuff, I can do this normal podcast. It's going to be more of those off-the-cuff ones. It's based on an essay that I wrote a long time ago, some things that I learned about about getting out of your comfort zone. And this thing is called How to Change the World in Mundane Situations. To win, to finish, to shake things loose. That's that's what you're trying to do when you're getting out of your comfort zone. And it's hard to get out of your comfort zone. And I do all kinds of short writing and podcasts. And I've been wanting to do this one for a long time. But before I do, I just want to say censorship is hate. I just want to say that the expression that people have and their desire to communicate and inform each other, these are natural human qualities. And don't conflate and equate free speech with hate. Censorship is hate. Free speech is not hate. Those people who censor things on the internet, they're lying. You know that. I think you know that. They're not doing it for your best interest. They're doing it because against your best interest. Okay, and we have a problem. All right, and I just wanted to, you know, I just like to say that every day in my podcast. This is a free speech podcast. Free speech is not hate. Shame on you if you're so dumb that you equate freedom of speech with hatred. You're just dumb. Censorship is hatred, and you are dumb.
This is a, a little essay called How to Change the World in Mundane Situations. Actions to get out of your comfort zone and bring comfort to countless others. You have large thoughts. You are deeply invested in your job and your spare time pursuits, whether it's launching your own business focused on solving real problems or contributing to a meaningful organization. The prospect of taking the next significant step can be daunting, especially when you're accustomed to your current comfort zone. In any case, you want to do it. You want to change everything. In fact, you may be on the verge of taking the next step that will actually take everything to the next level. That can be really scary because you have become comfortable with where you are now. You are kind of set in your ways, as it were. It all seems overwhelming. It's hard to leave the comfort zone, and there is a reason that it's hard to leave the comfort zone. Despite the overwhelming nature of such efforts, remember to compartmentalize your activity from feelings of uncertainty when you take action. Recognize that while large-scale endeavors may seem daunting, the physical tasks involved in any activity are often no more challenging than everyday activities. Break things down into their physical actions so that you can see that they're just everyday normal activities. It's not that big of a deal. Phone calls are phone calls. Emails are emails. Paragraphs that you have to write are paragraphs that you have to write. Break your physical movements down into their smallest actions. To alleviate fear, focus on the tangible physical movements required to accomplish your goals. So if you have to make phone calls, focus on picking up the phone call and putting your fingers on the buttons. It's that, you like break it all the way down. Break it all the way down to its most simple physical. Once you do that and you start thinking about it like that, things are going to move along. They're going to move along because you're getting your mind off of the part that's scaring you and you're putting it on the mundane. All right. Understand that fears, particularly those related to money, can inhibit progress. But success isn't solely about financial gain. So if you're worried about the money, think about what it is you're trying to accomplish. It's what you should be doing anyway. You should be thinking about what it is you're trying to do, not the money that you're going to get from it. Of course you're going to think about the money you're going to get from it. But when the money becomes a pressure thing where you can't think about it without thinking about the money and you keep focusing on this money problem, take your mind off of the money by focusing on what you're trying to produce. Get back to the task. Get back to the task. Okay, That is a little comfort zone that you have to get out of. You're comfortable with worrying. You're comfortable with the things that are holding you up. So you've got like this barrier. You've got to take, put your mind on the physical activities that you have to do and just start doing them. Pretty soon you'll find yourself shaking off that worry and that fear. So you're trying to create value and pursue meaningful goals. 
That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to solve a problem with your business. You're trying to meet a need with your business. You're trying to solve a problem with your organization. You're trying to get a handle on a situation with your organization. You got to remember this. Think about this. This is an interesting way to think about when goals are daunting, like when they seem bigger than something that you can handle and it's so much. What you do, think about the fact that a $100 bill weighs no more than a $1 bill. So it's a $100 bill in one hand, you got a dollar bill in the other hand. Their weight is essentially the same, but one of them is worth more. You look at your activities in the same way. This, this thing that I have to do is really important because I have to call this really important person or I have to make sure that this sales letter or whatever it is is just perfect and that's a really really big deal the other thing that you have to do is empty the waste paper basket try to equalify those two activities and make one is just as easy as the other one a hundred dollar bill weighs no more than a one dollar bill a giant stack of hundred dollar bills weighs no more than a giant stack of singles but everything in the world is not about money And it is usually fears associated with money that scare people who are about to accomplish great things and that fear holds them back. The dreams and the goals of going to new places, having nicer things, and as being seen as someone truly valuable are not always enough. Those things are not even the motivation for everyone. In fact, the comfort of anonymity is often the impetus for people who never take the next step. They don't want to be famous. They don't want everybody to know who they are. They just want to accomplish this goal. They want to solve this problem, and they don't care if anybody knows their name or not. Some people don't want to be rich and famous. They are not impressed by Learjets and cruises and the hype of having you know, colossal life-sized images of themselves projected into the world in order to create a sense of awe in people who have a penchant for following. Think about this. Think about the fact that you not being able to get out of your comfort zone might be the result of the fact that you don't really care if anybody knows who you are. That's kind of a really good quality. You know that you're going to do this thing and people are going to find out and you don't that's uncomfortable for you. You don't want everybody to know who you are. So being anonymous is part of your comfort zone. And if you accomplish this great thing, everybody's going to know who you are. It might not be the thing for you. But here's another thing to remember. And it's important. And I think you might go back and listen to this one podcast I did about gossip. And about how gossip is a litmus. I don't remember the episode number. But I talked about how you can judge yourself by the kind of people who judge you. You know what I mean? So if crappy people, if lousy people are judging you, then you're probably doing okay. You're probably doing the right things. You know, and if if terrible people are saying things about you and that is part of your issue of your comfort zone, I don't like being gossiped about. Instead of being worried about the gossip, Create the conditions so that crappy people gossip about you. When lousy people gossip about you, most people know that. When people who are just crappy people gossip and tell lies about you, that's a sign that you're on the right track. So you can use that kind of behavior in your favor.
And the other thing you have to remember is the people who do that kind of thing, who just walk around talking about other people, they have a penchant for following. They look for people to follow, and they need to have that. And if you're a very secure person and you're not looking for followers, those things that people are going to say about you shouldn't matter anyway. Remember to be in group C. Listen to the gossip podcast and make sure that you're a part of group C, not group A and not group B, but group C. So you might have to go listen to it. I don't know. It's up to you. I would. Sometimes our own self-interest is not enough to get our own juices flowing because we like our lives the way they are, even though we have a desire to accomplish new things. Sometimes we don't want to be perceived as someone who is an egoist because, let's face it, some of the most famous and successful people in the world are megalomaniacal jackasses and we just don't want to be perceived as such even if it's not a befitting description people are going to say these things about you anyway you might as well go do the great thing don't worry about what people are going to say about you they're going to do that anyway They're going to say it about anybody, and they're going to say it about you no matter what you do. So just go do your work. Maintain your focus on the underlying purpose that is meeting the need that you are addressing. Always maintain that focus. Always maintain that focus. Now is the fun part. Now this part of the podcast is the fun part. We're going to get into some of the actual actions that you can take to get into doing this in a really interesting way that's probably going to be fun for you. It's called a comfort zone because that is exactly what it is. It's a physiological phenomenon. It's called a comfort zone because it's physical. We feel good there. We might even want to call it a familiarity zone or a certainty zone. When we know we are on the verge of a huge success, we can feel our familiarity and our boundaries being threatened by new relationships and responsibilities, by the necessity to rub shoulders with new people who carry all kinds of influence in realms that we are not familiar with and in realms we may have preconceived notions about. Sometimes we feel that new relationships we are making are straining our current relationships. You have to make time to shore that up as well. You find yourself getting into a successful situation. You're rubbing shoulders with all kinds of new people. Is that going to be a threat to your current relationships? Are you afraid you're going to upset your current relationships? If that's a fear... That can be a fear with a lot of people about taking the next step to do something really big. They don't want to upset their family life or their relationship life or their community life. You have to find ways to mitigate that and to make those adjustments. Those are things and that's on you. You have to communicate. It's easy to just shrink back into what we're comfortable with. Even when it means getting out of our comfort zone for a few days will bring comfort to countless others. Okay, I told you this was the fun part. This is the fun part. Alter your physical environment to create a sense of urgency and purpose. This will trick your brain 
into a state of heightened focus and productivity. Embrace new experiences and environments, whether by conducting your everyday tasks in public spaces or changing your location to foster adaptability and a sense of adventure. Listen, so here's what you do. You normally you do your work at home and you've got all this work to do and you know that when you make this big push, it's going to push you into the next level and you just can't. Like there's something holding you down. There's some fear in your gut and you just can't seem to get that work done. You can't seem to make that next move. This is what you do. Listen to me right now. I never very, very seldom speak authoritatively, but I want you to listen to me right now. Rather than doing these tasks, these phone calls, or these emails, or these texts, or the writing that you have to do, or whatever it is that you have to do to get this work done, go to a public place. Go to a diner where it's noisy. The noisier, the better. Or, you know, some local coffee shop where people are bustling and moving around and there's people coming in and there's children and their families moving in and out. Why do that? Because it'll force you into a situation where you have to focus on your work. And you will. You might say, I'm not going to a diner to do my work. I'm not going to a coffee shop to do my work. I'll sit there and socialize and I won't get any work done. I don't think you will. I think what will happen is you'll open your work, you'll sit there, you'll realize you've got work to do, and you have to focus because you're in public and you don't want to be distracted. It'll create the conditions that cause your brain to even zero in more and bear down more. You're creating a heightened sense of awareness. You're creating a sense of risk. You're creating a sense of urgency. And it makes you focus. This is a great way to just snap yourself out, to just shake yourself out of your comfort zone. It's great. It really works. Check this out. How about not just a local diner or a coffee shop? Take a ride on a subway, a commuter train, or a bus to set a sense of energy and stress that will not only be heard in your voice, but it will also foment physical conditions of urgency that will cause you to focus and think on your feet. Put yourself in a situation where you have to focus or you won't get your work done. That is a great way. I'm telling you, this is a great way if you're if you're a writer and you've got chapters to write or you've got a deadline to write, especially technical writers. This is a great way for you to just go get that stuff done. Now, this part's important too. This is an important thing. The most important part of this whole podcast was explaining the part about when you actually have to sit down and do the work. It's to get, take you literally understand why this is called a comfort zone and make yourself uncomfortable. If you have work to do and you're having a hard time getting out of the comfort zone, then literally put your body into an uncomfortable situation and go do your work. I am telling you, you will accomplish your goals. That shakeup will help you accomplish your goals. You'll focus, create urgency, create risk. There's lots of examples of this. There's this guy who's a musician, he's in a band. His name's Jack White. He plays in a group called the White Stripes. He talks about setting himself up booby traps on stage when he's playing. 
He moves his microphone a little bit too far away. He puts his pedals over here. He does this. He does that. What that does is it creates the conditions where he has to feel a sense of urgency and a sense of panic when he gets to the microphone and it puts a better energy in his voice. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. And this is what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not asking you to create obstacles for yourself. I'm asking you to create urgency, create a sense of physical urgency, and you will get your work done. Now, here's another important part. This, this is, I was starting on this, and then I went off on a tangent. But listen, once you've made that big first push away from your comfort zone, you've tackled a first set of goals, you've really put yourself, you're really proud of yourself, you've put your work first, you've got your work done, Everything's all completed, and you know that once this work is submitted, things are going to move forward. So now you want to relax and take it easy and get comfortable and like reward yourself. Wrong. That is exactly not the time to relax and get comfortable, especially at the beginning. This is the time to completely obliterate your old comfort zone and set up a new familiarity. And make the new familiarity such that you naturally accomplish more. And then make another big push immediately. As soon as you can after your first big push of work. Set something up so that you can do another big push of work. Don't allow yourself to get comfortable. Not yet. Don't rest on your laurels. Make a second big push. Prepare yourself. Maybe it's a preparation push. Maybe you're not ready to do the next work yet, but you want to get everything outlined. You want to get all the documents lined up. You want to get all the files created. You want to get all the file names created. You want to get all the email addresses right. You want to verify all the phone numbers. You want to do whatever you have to do to set up that next big push of work before you relax. You set up your next push of work before you relax. So once you've navigated these types of challenges and it achieves success at a new level, take the time to acclimate and establish routines, new routines, while remaining open to further growth opportunities. Reflect on your journey, determine any necessary habit adjustments, and continue pushing boundaries to shape a better future. Your dedication to progress is invaluable, and your efforts will undoubtedly contribute to a positive change in the world. You can change the world in mundane situations. And I really want to help you understand that. And like now with me, I just finished Flash Fiction February, which those of you who are listening to me, I'm sure you're sick of hearing about it. But I put together during that Flash Fiction February, I created a new comfort zone for myself, so to speak. My comfort zone now is producing more every day by organizing things to more detail. I actually get more work done every day and I'm going to be able to do a 20-minute podcast every single day on a whole range of different issues because of the way that I approached Flash Fiction February. I approached Flash Fiction February like it was a big push because it was. And what ended up happening is, instead of just doing one podcast every day and trying to figure out what I'm going to do and what am I going to talk about, now I can make four different kinds of 
short slash fiction stories. I have four different formulas for doing a flash fiction story that now I can whip up anytime I want. I also have the ovals project stories that I can do. I can whip those up quickly. Those are So that puts six flash fiction opportunities in front of me every single day. I also have all of my old writing, my decades of old writings and folders. I know how now to go through all of those things, look for a subject. That's another thing. So I had six flash fiction stories, possibilities. Now I have the Ovals Project stories, which there are two of. That gives me eight options every day. Then there are these little essay podcasts that I have from all of the different writings I've done from all over the years. That's another option. Now I have nine different options. I will never, ever, ever. That's just nine. There's There's more. And I will never, ever, ever have to run out of material because I know where to find it. I know how to have it. And I've got it all organized. When I set up this podcast, I said, I'm going to do a a podcast a day for a year. Every day, I'm going to do at least one podcast. And I'm going to try not to miss any days. I've already missed a couple of days. But that's okay because I make up for it with extra ones. You know? So the point is, I knew I wanted to do it. I got about a month into it and I realized, oh my goodness, this is a lot more work than I thought. So what did I do? I got out of my comfort zone and I started coming up with new podcast categories, new short podcast categories. And I will never run out of material now. I can have new material every day I want it. I've got so much material now because of that first big February push I made. I created this sense of urgency. I put myself in a position to fail and I created the conditions to fail a podcast every day for a whole year. I'm I'm essentially setting myself up for failure. I'm putting pressure on myself. I got out of my comfort zone. I said, how am I going to do this? And I came up with a, over the course of a month, I came up with a method that's going to give me more than nine different options every single day. I'll never run out of material. If I miss a day of podcasting, it won't be because I ran out of material. I know that now. I understand that now. Whatever it is that you're working on, you can do the same thing. But I just want to help you understand it's called a comfort zone because it's physical. It's comfort. It's physiological. You have to shake things loose and This will do it. Go on a bus. Get on a bus. Get on a subway. Get on a subway. Get on a bus. Go to a diner. Go to a coffee shop. With your work. With your phone calls. With your writing. With your emails. Whatever it is you're doing. Whatever you're working on. Try that. Find yourself a table. Find yourself a little spot at the window. Whatever. And just sit down. Put your head down. And start going. And once you start going... You won't let anything interrupt that phone call. You won't let little kids screaming and throwing food around interrupt your phone call. You won't let some mean person banging up against you or being really loud. You won't let anything get in in the way of your phone call. You'll get it done. All the work that you have to do. You're writing everything. Go on a subway. Go to the coffee shop. Go find some local business that's really loud. Go to the laundromat. Go to the laundromat. 
Go to a busy laundromat and sit down with a notepad and start doing your work. Sit down with your phone or your notepad or your computer or your laptop, whatever it is. And start doing your work at a laundromat. If you can get your work done at a busy laundromat, you can get it done anywhere. The comfort zone is a physiological phenomenon. Get yourself out of your comfort zone. Literally out of your comfort zone. Okay, thanks everybody. I'm Commercial Herschel. I'm here to help Herschel Sterling smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. Thanks for listening. You can find me at all these different places, all these different podcast apps. The most important thing to remember is that I don't use the legacy social media or the big video site Blue It Too because I am pro-human. I am pro-First Amendment. And I think that human expression is a natural quality of life and that governments don't have the right to censor people. Okay, so I don't use the the websites that the government uses to try to censor people. I'm completely on just podcast apps and Substack and stuff like that and a few Web3 apps and stuff. So if there's anything that you can do to share, I'd be happy if you'd be sending an email to some friends, say, hey, this guy's doing an interesting podcast. Or if you have your own social media, I don't care if you share it on social media. If you've got a social media site and you think this is an interesting podcast or if I said something good that helped you or something controversial that you're angry about, go ahead and share it. I don't care. You know, I just want to make sure you understand that I I'm not doing that and I could use the shares. So let's do the conclusion now. Let's read it. Let's read the conclusion. I got through the introduction without any mistakes at all. Let's see if I can get through this conclusion without any mistakes. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night, when I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We're on such a small planet in such a tiny galaxy. No matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We're a moment, an instant, and an infinite universe. We're an infinite and an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here, and that will ever happen here, happens simultaneously in the snap of a finger. The instances of existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we're even experiencing it, and I hope we can be here tomorrow. There are people who would say that all of that makes us insignificant. I disagree with them very strongly. The fact that we're improbable is the very thing that makes us momentous. We're conscious beings. We can observe ourselves. We're consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source. You are the individual and the whole. Simultaneously, you're a masterful, mysterious, distinctive, and anomalous paradox. I'd say that's rather significant. That's right. You, in the context of the time that our galaxy is here, and the infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and to manipulate matter in this space, the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse, 
Because why? It expands as far as you are able to observe into the infinite universe. Why? Because your observation affects it. Why? That's called superposition. Everything you look at, you affect. You are rare. You are not only a body, you have radiance, you radiate. You radiate light, your eyes can't see the frequency, but there's light. You are a luminescent jewel that can shine on yourself from within yourself. You're significant beyond the perception of anybody else. So shine on yourself as you shine on others. And what an honor that you shine on me. Now, smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now.